When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Uh, back for another live stream. It's actually been quite a while since I've kind of had the chance to sit down and, and, and put in a live stream. Plenty of videos in the meantime, um, and I hope that, that you guys have, have enjoyed those. Uh, really, really branch out into, I shouldn't say branching out because you know what? Like if you look, if you go to my channel and, and you look at my playlist, okay, I have a very specific set of, of stuff that I kind of cover, okay, obviously silver and gold. So I have a playlist called Silver and Gold Discussions. And then I have a playlist called The Coming Crash. And that's kind of all encompassing for, you know, where's the stock market going, the economy, Federal Reserve. I do have a, a playlist called FedSpeak. Uh, where, you know, the idea behind that was, was, you know, hey, the Fed comes out with minutes, which they're doing today, by the way, uh, something we can talk about in a little bit, but Fed minutes, and they come out with with their meetings and, and their speeches and the leaks from the Fed and whatnot, and how can we interpret these and, and, and really try and ignore the noise and, and look at the big trends here. Well, I, I don't add too many videos to that, because more often they fit into other categories better, but then I have one called, uh, let's see here, Silver Stacking 101. That's a new one. But I do cover a lot of, of just silver and gold uh, uh, stacking, uh, the practical, you know, not, not just uh, where's the price going. You know, let's talk about the bigger picture market. But but how can you use these assets to kind of protect yourself to to um, potentially act as, as a very positive investment? And if nothing else, a great way to to save money. Uh, protect yourself against inflation, and you know, worst case scenario, preserve a, a lot of wealth through through, uh, or however much wealth you decide um, through this next uh, you know crisis, through this next major economic downturn. So, um, I, I think there's some other ones, interviews, live streams. There's some other ones out there, but uh, that's kind of <laughs> that's my way of saying I don't branch out a whole lot. I kind of uh, stick to a lot of a. Uh, rather specific topics, uh, but I try and do more than just silver and gold. But anyways, uh, if you're watching this uh, after the fact and not during the live stream, I'm sure you're already bored. Uh, but don't click away because we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Real quick, I'd want I'd like to say hi to uh, uh, Vanadiel Winderst, who are claiming that they're first in the chat, but clearly uh, you can see my comment there first. Russian bot, um, it's always nice to have you on board. Uh, Cameron Yuri, Uhiri, uh, howdy, hello, um, and then money recall, silver and gold to flip value. All right, that's that's a good question. We can we can start off with while we kind of wait for some more people to maybe trickle in as as we get going here. Uh, silver and gold to flip value. Uh, you know, maybe he can expand on exactly what that means. But but will there be a um uh? I, I guess my way of thinking is. Okay, so will they flip value? No, like the whole idea of like a one-to-one ratio, it's possible. In fact, I made a video on this in the past that, that yeah, you know, silver market could get speculative enough. There could be enough disruption in, in the mining sector. There could be, okay, that, that's a potential. But if the one-to-one ratio ever happened, 10 to one, even five to one, I would see silver as, as very overvalued probably. 
relative to gold at least. Not not to say that silver shouldn't be at, at a much lower ratio. I think it is should be. But but that might be a little high unless we have some major shifts in, in a lot of long-term factors, uh, including supply coming onto the market, sustainable investment demand that extends beyond just uh, uh, stackers or institutional investors, but potentially to, to central banks if it becomes part of the monetary system, if it's remonetized. Okay, those are possibilities for why it could sustain those levels, but but if those things don't all kind of happen, that type of ratio seems a little low. But as far as flip value, I, I could see, you know, if you answer this question a little bit differently and, you know, what's the real value going forward in terms of, of price gains? Well, you know, since their bottom or at least gold's bottom in, I think it was November. Actually, what is, wasn't this bottom? I shouldn't say bottom, but, but when it reversed, when this rally really began, um, because after its bottom, it, it came up, but it mostly traded sideways, went back down a bit not quite below its bottom, obviously, that's why it's the bottom, but then it's been trading up since then. Uh, it's kind of been leading the way. Now, it hasn't outperformed silver. The The ratios actually, I think, come down slightly since then, but it's still, I think, in the 83 to 1 range, silver to gold. And so uh, you you could definitely make the argument, and I, I have been, I think, that, that that ratio should be much, much lower and that it's going to be here soon and that as these markets really continue to move up, now, we'll talk more about, you know, will that happen now? Or are they going to pause or what? Uh, but as, as you know, gold breaks 1,400, uh, certainly 1,350, et cetera, then you're see that ratio come down. And you could say that that silver would be a better value now. Obviously, don't take any of this as investment advice, but a, but a, a more likely to maybe make larger gains in the future. So I guess that's my take on that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hyper SS Silver Stacker, uh, welcome, along with... 223 Remington, uh, Adam Gonzalez, Marco B, Paul Carey. Um, welcome to to the chat here. Thank you guys all for, for tuning in. Uh, listen to me rant for, for 45 minutes or however long I'll be here today. But uh, let's see here. Um, Hyper SS Silver Stacker. Uh, sure hope medals turn around. It's been a struggle recovering from the armed robbery I suffered last year. Now, I don't know if you're being like, uh, I, I would assume. Okay. Okay. Looking at your second one, I'd, I'd assume that that I wasn't sure if you're referring to like <laughs> the. And I shouldn't be laughing about this if you're actually. And I, I'm sorry if, if it is actually armed robbery, but I, I thought you were talking about the the massive drop in silver and gold, and maybe you held a lot and and, and you lost value in that way. But but clearly you're talking about facial reconstruction and lost wages. So, um, yeah. Well, well, I'm pulling for you then. You know, I hope it it, it moves up. And, and that kind of uh, brightens 2019 for you. Uh, and 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 I guess we could be thankful that you're here with us right now and that you uh, survived this this armed robbery. But uh, let's see here. As, as, 22, as 223 Remington says, I think we all got robbed last year, but but obviously he's talking about something different here. Um, Crypto Roger says he's sitting on 3,000 ounces of silver, can't breathe, needs supermoto. Um, yeah, Crypto Roger has come by quite a few times here in the chat uh, talking about this 3,000 ounces, and that's and that's a that's a pretty serious stack. I, and I, I, I don't recall Roger if, if that was um, you converting uh, uh, crypto earnings into silver or, or if they're separate or what. But but I mean that's a that's a pretty serious stack. Um, and 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 uh, you know <laughs> you're talking about a, a 3,000 dollar move. 
um, in, in your overall silver holdings on, on a $1 move up or down. So I'm pretty serious. Uh, let's see here. Um, anyways, so I, I'm, I'm going to need to, to, I am, I am free Eddie's little snack. I am live. It's been a while. As I said at the beginning, it's, I think it's been, it might've been January last time I was alive. There was been busy. Um, we, uh, my wife and I welcomed our daughter, second daughter in the world, like a little over a month ago. Um, and then some of you guys pay attention, maybe in some of my videos, uh, my wife ended up being hospitalized for a bit while she's on the men now she's doing much better but overall i mean it's just been busy with with my schedule with hers with two two girls uh well at least one of them running around the other one kind of just sits there right now but uh um it's been busy but but i, I figured i'd get one in today anyways going to the to the main i shouldn't say main topic but but the title of this video awakening the golden dragon um i, I don't want to bore you guys too much because if, if you want a price analysis or if you want a bit of charts or, or whatever Reference my video yesterday, and you can check that out. Hopefully, after the stream, or if you leave, if you leave now, my, my feelings won't be hurt. Um, but rather, I want to talk about kind of perception in the gold market uh, uh, because I, I definitely see things changing now. I, we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves, but this rally in the gold market and and silver as well. Although you guys know that that I mean the ratio hasn't come down a ton. I already talked about that. So that's why I'm kind of focusing on gold right now, but certainly silver as well, the silver dragon as well. Um, have they been awoken? You know, is there suddenly uh, going to be new demand moving into the market? Now, obviously, central banks are are buying up lots of gold, but but is there going to be a big sentiment shift regarding gold? Was that blood on the street street moment? You know, has that come to an end? That that seemed to last for so long there. Uh, many, many times where, where, where gold would dip, you know, to 1200, even below 1200. Um, is that time period over and has the next gold bull market started? Because the, the truth of the matter is that, you know, you look at different markets, you look at the stock market, the bond market, uh, uh, even the real estate market, certainly currency markets and commodities like silver and gold. Uh, I, I would wager that every single one of those, especially here in the United States, U.S. stock market, bond market, et cetera, they don't reflect fundamentals. They don't. I mean, can you make a fundamental argument that the U.S. Treasury bond yield should be below 3% on the 10-year, given the amount of inflation that we're likely to incur or, or, or experience in the future, as well as the amount of debt we're likely to incur you know, over the next uh, given amount of years. I, now, now, that's not to say it couldn't go lower. It absolutely could. You look at Germany, you look at, 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 at Japan, but it's a bubble. It's the, there's no fundamentals in that. That's, that's uh, because of people moving their money from elsewhere or because they want some sort of a safe haven outside of cash. Or uh, it, it's, it's hard to understand. It's also, you know, the mandate. Okay. But anyways, fundamentals, stock market. Can you say that it should be valued that high based on fundamentals? Well, I mean, if you look at things like, like uh, valuations, they're extremely high, right? That fundamental will say that, no, you can't make an argument for them being this high. How about the economy? Well, we're, we're kind of at the end of a very long, quote unquote, recovery here, right? Coming up in a recession, it's hard to make that argument. Future hope, I mean, I, I don't see a whole lot of, of additional growth, right? If you're buying into the stock market now, like what's your goal? Uh, Dow 27,000, you know, do I, I mean, that's not a huge uh, return. 
and and you're setting yourself up for, for a massive amount of risk. Okay, fundamentals here. And silver and gold, I would say, is is absolutely the same. It's 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 hard to to ignore the price, right? As as a silver and gold stacker, especially if you're in the camp that wants it to go up soon because because you you uh, want uh, maybe to to uh, be rewarded a bit for buying it. Maybe you're in retirement, coming up on retirement, you need to liquidate some for for living expenses, etc. Okay, I get that. Um, and if you live in that camp, you know, and you're focusing on the price, it's it's hard to. Uh, remember sometimes and really look at the big picture that there have been countless things, both, both uh, uh, I guess, discrete events as well as just kind of ongoing events that have occurred over the last 10 years that continue to build up the global economy, the global financial system uh, that make silver and gold an excellent hedge, are very bullish for silver and gold, Right. And so you can look at kind of continuous buildup type things like the massive increase in debt in the U.S. economy, at the corporate, at the consumer, at the sovereign level. Same thing goes over in Europe. You could look at, at, at China and their massive debt expansion over the last 10 years. You could look at the amount of, uh, of financial or banking risk in a place like Europe and, and you know, truth be told, all over the world. Right. And those are just the basics. Uh, you could look at uh, discrete events. That that threaten to to really shake the system to it to its core, um, things like uh, Brexit, things like uh, w- what is going on in France right now with their yellow vest protests and the potential for that to spread to other places in Europe uh, 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 to a larger magnitude than it already has. What's going on in Italy? You know, those things are discrete events that could absolutely change the world, the global financial system as we know it. And there's many, many more that that I'll be honest, I've, I don't remember. They've escaped my mind, right? Um, but, but there are a lot of reasons to be bullish on silver and gold. And there's a lot of reasons to believe that, hey, silver at $15, $14 is below $14 an ounce there. Gold below $1,200, there is no reason they should be that low besides a total ignorance of fundamentals of the bigger picture and too much of a focus on technicals and markets, uh, paper markets. And, and, and of course there's always a manipulation thing that I kind of have to add in there as well, because that, that absolutely occurs as well. And so maybe, you know, this golden dragon that's awakening, if I can use that analogy, it's, it's a stupid analogy, but, but Hey, you guys clicked on the video and you're listening to me now. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, uh, and I'm not calling you stupid by any means. Um, are people finally waking up and realizing things are not going to get any better? I, I think a lot of people realized this maybe a year ago. I'm sure people realized this six months ago, but but are people now realizing things are not going to get better? Central banks, this whole tightening cycle, which has been extremely brief, abbreviated and largely has just seen participation from, from the Fed, uh, that's coming to an end. This economic "quote unquote" recovery, this global economic expansion, the expansion of globalism—that's coming to an end. This period of relative geopolitical stability—that's coming to an end. This period of massive Chinese economic growth that can fuel the entire global economy—that's coming to an end. Are people realizing this? Waking up that that the norm of of suppressed volatility, of suppressed geopolitical. Uh, 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 tensions of of all these extra sources of stimulus that they're coming to an end, and that we're moving into a different you know paradigm. Maybe, maybe they're not totally cognizant of that, but they realize 
wow, I, I can't justify buying into stocks right now. I can't justify um, <laughs> expose myself to that type of risk with such a potential uh, small upside. Uh, so, you know, are, are things truly changing now? And we could be wrong. Maybe this is seasonality for silver and gold. And by the summer, they're going to be back below 1300 again. Silver's below 16. And, but how many summers can that happen? How many times can that happen? You know, I just have uh, an article today from, from John Rubino uh, talking about, you know, gold coming up on, an, on around this 1350, 1360 number and how it's been denied that uh, like four times in the past. It's kind of met this resistance and fallen again. How many times can that happen? Because, you know, eventually it's going to go higher. I mean, for nothing else, it's just inflation. But eventually it's going to go higher than, than 1350. Why not this time? Why not 2019? Given uh, the the relative uh, fragility of of the system, has this this market really been awoken? Um, it's it's almost like harkening back to the the days of the the bond vigilantes vigilantes, however you say it. Uh, 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 more or less, activists. I don't know if activists is the right term, especially the connotations that that it has today. But but traders and 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 investors that more or less would would protest U.S. fiscal policy and deficits and whatnot by forcing de- uh, uh, interest rates up. You know, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm a strong believer that we might see those bond vigilantes return again. Maybe we already have to some extent. You have to remember that the U.S. 10-year, despite being below 3%, has and continues to be above a key downward trend line that extends back to the 1980s in terms of yields, which correlates also to price, meaning it's it's broken free of a big price uptrend uh, broken down. Um, but are we going to see that in gold and silver? Are we going to see people uh, really put their money where, where their convictions are into silver and gold? And, and, you know, once this price really gets moving, it's going to attract, especially the silver market, um, Maybe not as much as a gold market, but certainly when you look at the relative size of the markets, silver versus gold, it's going to attract a lot of attention. Some of it's going to be momentum chasers. Some of it's going to be day traders and 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 other traders that are looking for a quick buck. They're going to be buying the paper stuff. They're going to be buying the SOV, the GLD, the leveraged derivatives, etc. But there's going to be people out there that are going to get interested in silver and gold, just like there was back in 2011, 10, 9, 8, you know, and you saw this massive explosion, physical silver and gold demand from stackers like you and I, that's going to happen again. You know, there's already people watching this comment in the, in the, in the chat right now. Um, Have you, are you a stacker that has become a stacker in the last, I don't know, six months, one year, right? There's people getting into this. Yeah. There's some people giving up. They expect this to, to, go to the moon and it didn't in the short time span that they gave it. Um, they didn't understand what it was that, yeah, maybe it's an investment, but, but primarily it's a hedge. Primarily it's a, it's a, it's a, a way to preserve wealth, uh, maybe a savings account for some like myself. Um, yeah, maybe those people left, but there's new people get into this. And I think with big price moves, that's only going to continue. So let's see here. What's going on in the chat. Um, Cause I said, I, uh, Kind of froze it here so that I could. Oh, I got a super chat here. Thank you, uh, Vanadio Winders. Um, I'll get to your question. Uh, I'll, I'll ask your question. I'll answer first. 
If gold up too high, retail and institutional investors would produce an ex- exodus of capital from all markets because the gains would be irresistible? Question mark. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, that's that's kind of a big piece of it. Not, not the only piece of it, but yes, um, institutional and retail investors moving into gold, into silver, uh, chasing momentum, chasing return, um, and also out of out of fear about what's going on with the dollar, um, stock markets, bond markets, etc. Uh, let's see here. I, I want to go back up to wherever I left off. Oh, Adam Gonzalez, gold wall performs silver 2019, 2020. I think so. Um, well, thank you for the super chat, and and I'm gonna have to say no. I mean, the gold to silver ratio is is so high, remains high. Um. To, to hold that view that that gold will outperform over the next roughly 24 months would would to be say, would to say that that you know they're likely going to move up eh, they they might not I mean but even if they continue to move up uh, that somehow that ratio is going to stay at 84 83 or something or even go higher and I just don't see that happening I just don't um, so I think silver is going to outperform. Um, and, and I, I've kind of expanded more on this in the past, uh, but uh, let's see here. Thank you both of you for that. For that, and and, and don't take my disagreement as a rebuke or anything. Um, but I do appreciate very much your uh, your super chats from both of you. Um, you know, I always tell people I, I I'm not gonna beg you guys for money, um, but I've had people give super chats in the past, and I always tell them like, thank you. First of all, second of all. Uh, I have a Patreon and I don't expect you guys to sign up. Okay. And you can always sign up for one month, but the, but the pro to sign up on Patreon, the, the con is that it takes a little bit more time and it's not a con, but in, in the sense that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a scheme or something, but, but the downside is that it takes time to sign up and stuff. But the pro, the pro to it is that uh, Patreon is, is not a part of YouTube or Google and they take a smaller percentage of it. So, um, I mean, I get more money, but more of the money that they're giving actually goes to me. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the ratio is. Maybe 15% for Patreon they keep, and, and YouTube, I think it's 40%. Or, I, I don't Don't quote me on those numbers. I'd have to check them again. Um, but there's also the upside to, to other perks in, in Patreon, joining me for, for, for uh, live streams and, and, and all sorts of other stuff and, and asking questions and getting answers. Although I answer most questions anyways, truth be told. But uh that's not me begging for money. That's just letting me letting you guys know. Um, let's see here. Kevin Belcher, Matt, do you see a shortage of physical gold in the future with how much central banks are buying? Oh, I if I can mute this somehow. Oh, nice. Got it muted. Uh, potentially, um, you know, especially, I mean, we have to define shortage. Shortage in certain markets, uh, i.e., like paper markets, the COMEX, uh, you know, the LBMA, etc. Yeah, but in the whole scheme of things, there's a lot of gold, and this is not me saying don't buy gold or do buy. Gold, but there's a lot of above ground identifiable reserves of gold held in various vaults beyond government and beyond exchange vaults. Well, the case for silver too, but but. Actually, when you look at the ounce count, they're actually pretty similar, despite silver being valued much, much lower. Um, so a shortage, potentially, but but I think silver is still remains much, much more 
prone to such a shortage. Um, let's see here. Eddie's little stack. Thank you on the congratulations. Um, let's see here. I'm just trying to hyper access silver stack. Good question. What's your opinion on Canada stocks in Canada and the U.S.? Uh, great question. So, so me personally, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm a big stock trader, anyways. But let's say I was. Um, you know, I I'm a bit of a libertarian. You guys know this. Uh, I have a lot of libertarian leanings, actually. So not a bit of a libertarian, but but in terms of 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 marijuana legalization or drug legalization or drug criminalization, you know, I, I tend to move in that direction. Now, me personally, I do have a moral conviction because of my faith against using or having exposure to those types of of uh, of of stocks. That's just me personally. Um, it, it's just incompatible with my moral convictions. Now, that's not to say I'm going to stop other people from doing it. Do I think they should? I don't think it's a great idea, but but I'm not. You know, it's it's uh, uh, the the you wonder if you know the legalization maybe outweighs some of the benefits of of of, of uh, well our current justice system and how it works and whatnot. So you know, it's a little bit new, more nuanced for that. I'm, I'm I'm the libertarian that thinks, hey, yeah, maybe maybe this should be legal or at least decriminalized or whatever somewhere in between. But I'm also not going to use it. But but as far as the the stock prices for them, um, it has a lot of potential. I, I'll be honest. I don't. I haven't looked at all the individual companies a lot. But but what I can say is that it's very speculative right now. There's a lot of potential if weed, if cannabis, um, really moves into to the broader markets. If you have, see more and more states legalize it, like Canada recently legalized it, correct? Um, and if it moves into those markets, uh, then it has a huge potential, especially beyond just the um well classic uh, uh weed marijuana that you would you would smoke i mean into uh consumables and 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 various other products that would contain thc or some sort of marijuana derivative or something like that um a lot of potential i i just i don't know i i guess i don't i know in the past stocks like tilray and what whatnot have been in massive bubbles and, and i wonder if that's the case now but hey cryptos were in a bubble you know halfway through or even you know in November of 2017, um, October 2017, and yet they still made a big move up, and so it's hard to say. Um, Russian bot says uh, most people I know think stacking is stupid. I just agree. Don't argue with them anymore. Just wait until Europe crashes, and then it gets interesting here. And I agree uh, that Europe is maybe in the worst position of of the of some of the major. You know, if you have, if you look at U.S., if you look at China, maybe Japan, Korea. And Europe, they're in the worst position. You know, the only ones that are in uh, maybe a more precarious position would be like Canada and especially Australia. But but yeah, Europe is in tough, tough position. Um, let's see here. Uh, Marco B owns some AG stock. AG, that's uh, what First Majestic. Let's see what's, what what is AG at now. First Majestic silver stock. Six seventy five. So that's not bad. That is a uh, that's a pretty decent return. We'll, we'll be, that'll be that's what a buck twenty five a share, right? Times two thousand. That's what. Somebody help me with math here. Twenty five hundred dollar in profit. That's not bad. Um, let's see here. 
I, I'm way back in the chat, guys, if you're looking for me, um, for where I'm at, because uh, as I said, I kind of went on the rant there and then I have to catch up here. A lot of this is just you guys chatting with each other. All right, we're up to Vanadiel Windurst's uh, super chat. Thanks again. Maybe I should just move all the way up to more recent. Okay, where, where are we at here? Okay. Um, I'm sorry if I'm boring you guys. By the way, thank you guys all for tuning in. We're at 55 viewers. The peak was like 68-ish, 69. So thank you guys. And so it's a weird time. And this is what, Wednesday morning at 10.30 Central Time. It's a weird time for me to decide to live stream. But anyways, Ace One, welcome to the chat. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, oh, great, great. Okay, so um, where is it here? NP Kyle says, first purchase in December for me. This is what I'm talking about. Um, Justin Sorgard in the last month talking about when they started. Okay. Uh, money recall says he knows at least three personally in the last six months that started Chris P just started stacking here in silver. Adam Gonzalez has been a stacker since October 30th, 2018 have a thousand ounces. That's huge. I mean, this is what I'm talking about is, is yeah, there's been some people that have been here for years. When did I start? I started, uh, summer 2016. Actually, not the best time to get into the market for silver and gold because is around the time the Brexit vote and they're pretty high. But you know that price action plus some other factors. I mean, maybe it attracted me, or maybe YouTube was more likely to recommend that type of stuff. But uh, I, many of you guys know I, I don't. My average is actually much much lower than that because I ended up having to sell actually all my stack. What was this a year ago? Two years? I think it was a year ago. I for, I forget how long ago that was. Um, and I started a new since then. And so much, much lower average, which is, which is great. Um, let's see here. Uh, Alex, you says, do you feel the silver price is driven up by the people, at least majority of it versus industrial demand? Um, you know, I, I don't want to say industrial demand is constant. It's not, but industrial demand is, is why silver has a part of why it has somewhat of a basement in price. Why it, is produced so much and etc it it it's a big piece of the price but in terms of a big move up unless there's a huge industrial use right on the scale of of you know solar panels but but sustainable because solar panel demand is um unsurprisingly they're using less and less silver per panel even as more and more panels are being made you know if you have something like that then yes it could be but but overall i, I see investment demand as being what's going to ultimately drive it up um paper and and of course physical that's a big one that i'm looking at matt belcher or matt belcher kevin belcher he says matt do you see heavy central bank buying will cause a physical gold shortage what happens if comics lbma sell out of physical uh yeah so going back to the question earlier that's a great question um they sell out of physical i mean that's It's a it's a complex question because you never know. You know, I think if anything, thirty some years ago, uh, something we could learn. This is going on forty years ago now. The Hunt brothers is that they can change the rules, uh, the the regulators and the, the exchanges um, to prevent you know a full run on the markets. But you know, in theory, if if they sell out, I don't know if they'd allow them to sell out. But already, I mean, we know that for all intents and purposes, 
they are when you look at the the open interest or the amount of contracts out there versus the amount of physical there's not nearly enough physical to to satisfy that right in some markets in some days you know there's not enough uh, i shouldn't say there's not enough something like silver above ground silver to satisfy that in in vaults but but it's it, it'd be tough to it'd be very difficult to in in all these different vaults and, and uh whatnot around the world so um do, do i see a physical gold shortage i still am doubtful of that but silver shortage yes absolutely gold it can be similar to that certainly maybe on the retail market it'd be difficult to get it um, and, and of course, the, the end result of, of those things, of, of if that happened with the COMEX or the LPMA, is big moves up. So, how far can the ratio polarize before it starts to shrink? Do you all think? I think we already hit the high. Uh, when was it? Eighty-five to one, as Peter Oitzinger, welcome by the way, Peter, um, point uh, pointed out here. Um, and, and I do think we're slowly moving down. Eddie's gold's at thirteen forty-seven. Wow, I know it's it's big. Um, oh, money recall. You 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 take a you make a great point. Patreon. So I, I did talk about Patreon there. They have been doing some regulating lately, and that's a bummer. And and I do wonder if I should move to some other platform. But you're right. They they and I forget exactly what it was, um, who it was. But there was somebody that was more or less taken off the platform, or he wasn't allowed to put certain content up because Patreon didn't like it. And that's that's a bummer. And and I. Wish I could defend Patreon or even my use of it. I can't. Um, but as of right now, I mean, it's a platform I use. It's, I think, better than YouTube. YouTube has their own membership program too, which is similar to Patreon, but I'm still going to stick with Patreon. In the future, though, I should consider, you know, maybe diversifying into something else here. Let's see. Um, Kevin Belcher, kind of similar convictions there. Uh, moving down, uh, similar convictions regarding the cannabis market. Medical benefits of cannabinoids is only now being verified and exploited by science. That's the other thing that I've always been cautious with. Is there going to be medical benefits to it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially things like psychological and whatnot for short time, maybe not chronic use. And, and there's, I think maybe some downsides to it as well, but some of you guys know I'm, I'm, I'm a medical guy. I'm a doc. Uh, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm in a doctorate's program program for, for physical therapy. So I guess you can call me a doctor once I graduate or I'll have a doctorate of physical therapy, but uh, you know, evidence and, and whatnot means a lot to me. Now, now I get it. I I'm sometimes skeptical of, of the pharmaceutical industry of some aspects of the, of the medical field. Um, but, but I think that the medical benefits of, of, of of uh cannabis has been overstated for a lot of things um it can cure seemingly everything it can cure cure alzheimer's uh uh cancer uh parkinson's uh, uh depression you know it can cure everything and i think you know 20 years from now we're going to realize you know what it's got some uses but it, it is certainly not a hammer and and every illness out there is certainly not a nail for for cannabis to to hammer um, but it, but it is and it is I think it's going to be exploited by science. So that's I don't know what I'm saying. You're saying Richard that that <laughs> it's a cure all. But but it will be a um, something that's I think exploited by by science by the pharmaceutical industry. Um, they're also going to defend I think their their current products. Uh, again, do it do I think cannabis is a good? Well, I don't know. I mean, you, using it versus other um, substances, opioids, 
um, uh, uh, benzodiazepines, um, maybe some other uh, uh, SSRIs and whatnot. Maybe it has a role there, but but it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with the pharmaceutical market in there. No interest in Ricoy, yeah, CBD as well. Oh, wow, we were talking a lot about um, cannabis apparently today. Uh, let's see here. And I'm up to where you guys are in the chat. Um, Nittany Silver says, how high can silver realistically go up before we hit this year's high? Uh, so, so, so talking about silver, silver's around actually top $16, I think, as we speak. Um, how high can it go? Uh, that's a good question. And, and it really comes down to, I see this year as kind of being split in two. Um, like many years as, as a big move up, potentially a pullback or sideways during the summer, and then another bullish opportunity in the second half. I could be wrong. I mean, they both could go up through the summer and that might not even occur, but that's kind of how I view it. And so, uh, you know, if we're looking at 17, even $18 silver, depending on what the ratio does and what gold does um, in the first half. And in the second half, I think uh, the next target becomes $21, an uh, ounce. Um, yeah, dirty skin says pills are bad. Um, they, they have a role, I think, but, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, especially certain pills as, as Russian bot talked about here. I'm nuts from serving severe PTSD and diazepam is nasty to get off of staying very far away from. Yeah. I mean, benzodiazepines are, are very widely prescribed. So benzos are, are, uh, diazepam, which is, um, uh, Valium. Um, and then you have, uh, Klonopin and, 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 and Ativan and uh, uh, Xanax, and, and there's some other ones out there as well, all uh, diazepams, and, or sorry, benzodiazepines, and they're, they are nasty to get off of. Um, like, like, I forget if they're actually life-threatening, but if you're at a high enough dose for a long enough period of time, enough times a day, which some people are, um, quitting cold turkey can be like life-threatening. It's very difficult to um, get off of and 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 you know, would cannabis or some other uh, CBD or something provide a benefit on that versus that? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But uh, but anyways, um, let's see here. 500 horsepower is my antidepressant. Well, I want to hear more about that. Hyper SS. I'm trying to see. I have to go to your channel to see exactly what SS you're talking about. A Camaro or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see it now. Okay. Camaro SS. Very nice. Very nice. Um, my parents had a uh, Camaro. They have one. It's not an SS and it's, it's a couple of years old now. Um, 2013 maybe or something, but still nice. I, you know, I, uh, quick story here before I wrap this up. Um, financial empowerment, you can die from benzo and, and alcohol detox. Yeah, I think, I think that was a one, but, um, anyways, back to the Camaro. I uh, actually they let me borrow it for a bit because I um, I drive like a uh, an Audi, 2009. Um, it was it was the reason I got it was uh the reason I bought it was because um, it it was a really good deal. It, it, it 2009, which has some known issues. Um, not a very long engine life before you have to replace some pretty key components and expensive components, especially for something in Audi. But this one had an engine swap from from a car that was in an accident or whatever. And so it had a 2013. 
Um, so, so the car itself had a hundred, you know, the odometer had a hundred and I forget if it's 125 or 133,000 miles on it, but the engine was like the opposite of that. So if it was 133, the engine was at 25 or vice versa, 25 or 33,000 miles on the engine, 2013, that was after a lot of those problems were resolved. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to jump on this. Like, this is a great deal. Well, anyways, it, it has been, it's run great for me, except there was one time last winter, uh, where I was changing the oil. I'm not a big, big mechanic. Okay. And, uh, the, uh, but, but I do like to, you know, change oil and just do the basic type stuff like that. Uh, even if I sometimes create more problems than it's worth. Um, I was, uh, uh, the, 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 um, the oil plug, uh, I forget if it was outside thread in the outside or inside or whatnot, but, I, but I remember correctly, it was stripped, very difficult to get off. And so I'm like, you know what? Uh, it's, it's annoying to get under the car anyways. Um, especially if you don't use a jack. It's very difficult on that one. It's a lot of reaching possible, but but uh, I think I had, a, I can't remember if I had a jack at this time for it, but I was like, you know what? I want to get one of those oil pump things. If you've seen them, it, they work super well. I mean, super easy to pump the oil out of the pan and you don't have to worry about taking the plug out. I'm like, great. Okay, so I, I went and got one of those off of Amazon. It wasn't super expensive. Got it. And uh, what happened is, is they give you some tubing and I put the tubing in there. And I think what happened is, is if you can envision this, the, the tubing kind of bounced off and kind of curled up under the bottom of the pan and came up to where there was, you know, air, where there was space and not oil. And so when I started pumping, nothing would come out. And my thought was just foolishly, well, it must not be long enough. So I'm looking for other tubing and I find up some tubing from a, uh, I'm a bit of a prepper. And so I had a, uh, uh, old, um, um, uh, fuel uh, siphoner type thing in, in my trunk. Uh, you guys are going to laugh at this. So, uh, and that had some tubing in it. Hey, lo and behold, it fits inside of the other piece of tubing. So I add that on there, um, go in there, go to uh, pump the oil out or try and pump the oil. I forget if the oil actually came out when I initially pumped it like that. I don't think it did actually. Again, I think the same thing happened. It wrapped up too much. I'm like, okay, well, it's a bummer. I tried it, didn't work. I go to pull a tubing out. And of course, the other piece of tubing didn't come out stuck in the oil pan. So long story short, that was, that could have been very expensive. Now, luckily we were able to heat up the oil pan, which is a little dangerous is after we had drained it and everything, uh, use a heat gun to heat it up, which, which, uh, the, the, the rubber of this tubing was actually very stiff in the cold and it was old. So it probably wouldn't work well as a siphoner anyways, but, uh, in the cold, especially, but heated it up, made it nice and pliable and we were able to pull it out through this oil plug hole using like a bore scope type thing, like where he's got a camera on the end, like a snake with a camera on the end um, and some wire. And, 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 and yeah, I ended up recruiting the, the help of like my dad, who's a big mechanic and, and, uh, but, but we spent hours trying to get these, these hex screws off of the bottom of the oil pan. Cause we thought we'd have to drop it. And we realized after we had gotten all but one of them off, that was really hard to get to that to, to drop the oil pan at all significantly, at least we need to, um, raise the engine, drop the suspension or both, or drop the sway bar or something like that, uh, which was outside of our capabilities, or at least mine, and, and outside of what my dad had in terms of time. So we recruited some other people's help. My uncle helped me out and everything. But long story short, stupid, stupid mistake. And during that time span when when it was stuck in the oil pan, obviously I didn't want to drive the thing because that gets caught up somewhere, rips shreds or something. That's uh, can be even more difficult to potentially get all the pieces out, plus unless again, really small pieces and, and just went out with the oil plus, you know, potential for damage to the engine. Again, not very many miles on the engine. Didn't want to do that. 
Um, so I drove that the Camaro in the meantime, and that was uh, it was nice. Hey, I'll be honest, I like the all-wheel all drive much more. But, but that's my story uh, for the day. Um, let's see here. I had a Jeep. Somebody brings up a Jeep. I had hope potatoes. I had a Jeep, um, and it broke down. But but it was it had a lot of miles, like two hundred thousand or something like that. Uh, let's see here. Audis are nice cars. I'm, I love it. It's, you know, I, I'm about to drive here. Uh, I got to wrap this up pretty quick here because I'm going to have to add a bit to my commute time. It's snowing out here in Duluth. And I'm not even worried because all-wheel drive, the Quattro all-wheel drive is just a beast. Um, let's see here. Anyways, as I said, yeah, I got to get going. So I'm down to 44 because I'm just boring you guys with my stories no but seriously though thank you for those of you guys that are still tuning in thank you guys thank you to to the two of you uh uh gonzalez was alex gonzalez or i have to find my name here because i feel bad otherwise adam gonzalez and benadiel winders for your uh uh super chats and thank you to the rest of you for tuning in um i'm assuming many of you guys have subscribed so thank you guys uh for for tuning in thank you for for all the ongoing support and god bless